Greetings, friends. Welcome to Building Tradition, where we tell stories about builders, craftspeople, designers, and their clients. History informs the future, and so do the people we talk about. Building Tradition is produced by Traditional Building Magazine, traditionalbuilding.com, and the Traditional Building Conference Series. Our media serves the professionals who work in the $170 billion market for historic restoration, renovation, and period new construction for both residential, commercial, and institutional building types. We acknowledge Black History Month by talking about Mr. John Hemings, an African-American craftsman who made millwork, built furniture and cabinetry, milled logs and made a wood carriage for Thomas Jefferson at Monticello and Poplar Forest. John Hemings was one of 87 slaves who lived on Monticello's Mulberry Row. In fact, John Hemings helped build the modest log cabins which housed Jefferson's slaves at Monticello. Hemings was born in 1776 and died in 1833. I first learned about John Hemings by reading John Meacham's biography of Thomas Jefferson called The Art of Power. John Hemings was the younger brother of Sally Hemings, who was Jefferson's housekeeper, also a slave. Much has been written about Sally Hemings, much less about her younger brother, John. Sally and John Hemings were Elizabeth Hemings' children. Elizabeth, also called Betty, was also enslaved at Monticello. She was a nursemaid for Jefferson's daughters. There were several Hemings family members at Monticello, all slaves. Sally Hemings was to become Jefferson's mistress after Jefferson's wife died in 1782. According to John Meacham's biography of Jefferson, Jefferson's wife, Patty, from her deathbed, made her husband vow that he would never remarry, and he never did. But with his mistress, Sally Hemings, he had eight more children. To be sure, the Jefferson and Hemings families were intertwined. A little-known fact is that Sally Hemings was half-sister to Jefferson's wife. John Hemings was Jefferson's carpenter. Unlike most enslaved people of the 18th century, John Hemings was literate. So there are letters between Jefferson and Hemings that document the work Hemings did. He started his working life as an out carpenter, felling trees, hewing logs, building fences and barns. Then as an apprentice, working under the Irish joiner James Dinsmore, John Hemings made and installed much of Monticello's interior and exterior millwork. Joiners at Monticello were skilled craftsmen who made doors, windows, decorative millwork like cornices and mantles, and furniture. The joiner's shop was one of the earliest buildings to be built on Mulberry Row. Here, James Dinsmore trained John Hemings, who eventually became a master joiner and builder. Free whites and enslaved blacks worked together to build or renovate both Poplar Forest and Monticello. There is a beautiful classical elliptical arch in Jefferson's Monticello Library built by Dinsmore and John Hemings. 
Other notes from Jefferson's diary tell us about Mr. Heming's work at Jefferson's second house, Poplar Forest. Jefferson writes to Dinsmore, Johnny Hemings is just entering on a job of sash doors for the house at Poplar Forest and tells me he could not proceed without his sash planes and the template belonging to them in your possession. Another millwork project which Hemings and Dinsmore worked on together was a small enclosure on the south side of the Monticello Classical Villa. They made louvered blinds that enclosed Jefferson's living quarters and blocked outside views into his bedroom. Hemings fashioned one of these enclosures into an aviary for Jefferson's mockingbirds. Yet another decorative millwork project built by Hemings were the Chinese railing, Venetian blinds, cellar sashes, bedchamber closet, and window shutters at Monticello. Over at Poplar Forest, Mr. Hemings created the classical trim on the interior and completed work on the roof, including the decorative railing. He also installed a central skylight and installed plaster ornament. By 1809, John Hemings was the chief joiner at Monticello in charge of the woodworking shop. He then trained other young enslaved apprentices in the art of woodworking. Enslaved African-American craftsmen who, with Hemings, helped build and maintain Monticello were Burnwell Colbert, a nailer, Joseph Follett, a blacksmith, Jupiter Evans, a stonecutter, and Madison Hemings, a joiner. It's hard to imagine creating such beautiful classical decorative millwork and furniture with the tools available to joiners in the late 17 and 1800s. There were no power tools, only hand planes, block-like tools that had sharp, thin blades to shave off thin strips of wood to shape the timber and make it smooth. Hemings and his fellow enslaved carpenters were working with all the local wood species available to them in central Virginia, cherry, beech, poplar, walnut, chestnut, locust, and pine. Logs from these trees were split and dried in a charcoal pit. To make balusters or newel posts, Hemings used a foot-powered lathe to spin a piece of wood whilst he shaped it using chisels and files. Without using nails, he joined finished pieces together, hence the term joiner. Jefferson liked to brag about his craftsmen, both those free and enslaved. About the joinery work at Monticello, Jefferson wrote, there's nothing superior in the U.S. Joiners and carpenters were not the only skilled tradesmen on Jefferson's 5,000-acre plantation. There were stonecutters and bricklayers, plasterers and painters, lime burners and roofers, blacksmiths and tinsmiths. Over time, Jefferson enslaved over 600 African-American workers. To get the work done, Jefferson had an impressive inventory of tools and equipment, albeit primitive by today's standards. An 1809 inventory of the Monticello workshop includes plow planes and bits, 15 pairs of hollows and rounds, one plane for making spouts, two sash ovalos, four socket chisels, three pair of hand screws, a Tuscan cornice plane, and much more. Thomas Jefferson died on July 4th, 1826, 
exactly 50 years since the Declaration of Independence, which he, of course, authored. He was buried in a coffin that John Hemings built. In his will, Jefferson freed Hemings, who lived on at Monticello making furniture and children's toys for Jefferson's daughters and granddaughters, who remained at Monticello until 1830. At the Museum of African American History and Culture, there is an exhibition co-presented by the museum and the Thomas Jefferson Foundation titled Slavery at Jefferson's Monticello, Paradox of Liberty. This exhibit features a statue of Jefferson standing next to a stack of bricks. Each brick has been stamped with the name of a Jefferson slave, including John Hemings. At Monticello today, there is a reconstruction of Hemings' log cabin and the chimney remains of the joinery he managed. Monticello, Mulberry Row, and the historic millwork built by the African-American master builder John Hemings will be part of an architectural tour during our March 2024 Traditional Building Conference in Charlottesville, Virginia. John Hemings, born into slavery, a laborer, out carpenter, apprentice, joiner, craftsman, and eventually a master builder has secured his role in Thomas Jefferson's architectural legacy and in America's building tradition. I'm Pete Miller, and you're listening to Building Tradition, brought to you by Traditional Building Magazine. Our Building Tradition podcast is produced by Ann White with technical assistance from Nate Gruca. Subscribe on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.